Sunday to everybody. <clears throat> um, I believe this is the last week of January. We're coming up to it very soon. <clears throat> so soon we'll be into February and be a lot of love for that month, right? <laughs> so for a moment, could you just please close your eyes and imagine? Imagine you're walking and you in Arizona and you're on a plateau and it's a beautiful sight. And you get to the edge of this plateau and you look down and it's an abyss. There's nowhere to go. You don't know where it leads to. Your eyes can only go and see so far. And you're standing there just contemplating and relaxing. Now turn around and imagine you see four tigers, big tigers, hungry tigers approaching. And behind them are six humongous elephants. The biggest elephants you've ever seen with the biggest tusks with warriors on top of these with bow and arrow. And they have your name on it. What do you do? Do you step off? Do you go to the abyss? If you move forward, the tigers will have lunch. If you get beyond the tigers, certainly the elephants and the warriors have you. What do you do? Now open your eyes. Ready? I experienced the same kind of question. When I came out, I'm like, I don't know what I would do. And the answer is very simple. So simple. You stop imagining. You stop imagining. The construct is something that I put in my head. I asked you to go along with this story with an impossible outcome. But really, it had everything to do with where I put myself in my mind, in my thinking. So <clears throat> we got to experience a little bit about the worldly and then how we interact with the world. Because I was telling you the story, and you were following along, and you were going along with that story. But yet, it was still in your mind, and you still have the power to, wait a minute, this is, this is just imagined. This is a story. Okay? So it's not any more powerful than that. Thankfully, it didn't happen.
We do that a lot to ourselves <clears throat> as we walk on this fine earth. We do a lot of it ourselves with no help. So I have um, a quote, and I and um, and let me find it here. Yeah. So Albert Einstein said, "The world we have made as of the result of the level of thinking we have done." Um, thus causes the problem. We cannot solve that problem with the same level of thinking that we caused it. So, right, so we have this level of thinking, we get into this conundrum, and then the solution there is we have to look outside the box. We can't use that same level of thinking, which is kind of what we were doing, right? The idea of well, how do I solve this? And the, and the logical thing is, is um, well, let's see, do I jump? Did I, no, it's outside. It's outside that. I look within and see, I just stop imagining this conundrum. I stop imagining. And I'm not saying that there's not problems that we face and all that. But I am saying that sometimes when we slow down, and we are able to sit with it, sometimes something else comes along and lets us know. I, I'm one to tell myself when I get into that kind of thing to let it drop. And what I mean by that is let it, I let it drop to my heart, my heart mind. That place that I know is the most compassionate place when it's open. Because the logical mind will always try to come up with an answer. Always. And it probably will not always be the right answer. Right? That, that I'm going to will it to be a certain way. So we let it drop in that conundrum. The Buddha, um, in the first chapter, is my, and it's always my favorite, and I always go to it, the twin verses, and I keep reading this, and I'll keep reading it. <clears throat> our life is shaped by our mind. We become what we think. Suffering follows an evil thought as the wheel of a cart follows the oxen that draws it. Our life is shaped by our mind. We become what we think. Joy follows the pure thought like a shadow that never leaves. She is angry with me. He attacked me. She defeated me. He robbed me. Those who dwell on such thoughts will never be free from hatred. He is angry with me. She attacked me. He defeated me. She robbed me. Those who do not dwell, dwell 
and such thoughts, we surely become free from hatred. Key word for me in this in this is the dwelling, the dwelling. It's always the dwelling, the finding that, attaching to that thing that holds on. Um, I wrote this little poem uh, not too long ago, and uh, I was, because I was really, um, I was really fascinated by this idea of why we practice. What do we do here? What, what is it that I'm doing? What is it that I'm doing? And the Buddha said, <clears throat> He only is interested in the teaching to end your suffering. That's it. It's no not trying to get somewhere in heaven and all is right. No, it's very, very, very basic. I walk this earth. How do I end suffering? So this is very, very... It's very, very common occurrence. <clears throat> so this poem is really neat. Each thought, each feeling creates the world. I hold joy and suffering tenderly in each breath. Why would we hold suffering tenderly? Why? Why do we do that? Hold suffering tenderly in each breath. We cannot avoid it. For me, that's what it's telling. How do you know heads? How do you know heads? From? How do you know heads from? Tails, yeah. Head from tails. Same coin, different size. Joy cannot be known without suffering. If you know only joy, it would be kind of a, well, it would be kind of a flat tone. You wouldn't know. You would have no perspective on that. You would have no way of knowing. It's a kind of like a, reminds me of a heart monitor, you know, like, buff, 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 buff. there's no ebb and flow, right? There's no high, there's no low. It would just be this. You would be joyful, but you wouldn't even know it. So the contrast is really important when we walk this experience. Now, the other part of this I'm going to get to is if you've ever experienced yourself seeing yourself doing something, 
And I'm not talking about out-of-body experience here. I'm talking about driving is, a, is my favorite example of this, right? So you get in the car, you know where the keys go or if, you know the button is, and by the time you're on 696, <clears throat> you're probably singing a song, thinking about your day, but yet you're driving. And you know exactly what it is that you're doing because there's another part of you that's so rote in it that it just, it's okay. So this is not an out-of-body experience, but yet there's this other part that we do experience while we think of other things. This is what I'm talking about. Being able to watch yourself. Seeing yourself. Like, oh wow, I'm driving. Well, wait a minute. I'm thinking I'm driving. Well, who's really driving? I'm aware that I'm driving, but is that me driving? Like all these kind of questions hit me, you know, and I end up, I end up tripping myself out sometimes, but <clears throat> it's fun, you know. The experience of suffering is not well, let's see. Let's put the let's put it this way. When we're in a healthy state of mind and we're in a healthy state of physical well-being, it's easy to do. <laughs> it's easy to go there and it's easy to say, "Oh, yes, I get this. I can handle this." But when we're in the midst of it, that's where the practice can be most helpful when we're in the midst of it. Because it's at that time we can take a step back, lean into our practice, and allow us to say, wait a minute. Is this as good or as bad as my story is making it? Right? So, the human experience is we tend to add stuff to the experience to enhance it in our lives. I mean, we all do it, right? And if you don't believe we, we don't, then, you know, I would not fall for as many commercials or, you know, super whatever that they have going on to make your life more beautiful or more enhanced, right? Just not quite good enough, but if I had this, then, then I can pull it in and make it that much better, right? So it's not unlike imagining that we experience. It's not unlike that because we're pulling in our stories. We're pulling in and we're setting it up to be even more suffering or more joyous. There's a 
the height of ecstasy equal to the depth of despair. So a sports analogy of, of this would be if you had a team, whatever team, doesn't matter, and you didn't lose for 400 years, and then the one year you do lose, how depth, what is that depth of despair then? You've only known one way of being and doing, and it's taken away completely. I want to share with you a really interesting experience I had at the nursing home this week. <clears throat> so I was on a memory care unit, and um, this was around dinner time, like 5, 5, 5.30, something like that. <laughs> and this dear lady, she, and I, I, she, well, let, me, let me say it this way, she walked around with a calendar, and every day she's like this. It has not changed since I've been visiting there. Every day she walks around with a calendar, and she will pester you to find out if she's right on the day. Today's the 20th. What's the date? January 20th. Five seconds later, what's the date? January 20th. January 20th? Yes, January 20th. Oh, okay, circles it on the calendar. Well, what's this? That's January 19th. Is that today? No, January 20th. Oh, that's this. Yes, January 20th. January 20th. And then the next day, it'll be January 21st. January 21st, all day long, all day long. This is what she does. Now, I'm thinking <clears throat> that this was a coping mechanism she had probably when her dementia first started. Because she was thinking, I need to remind myself of what's going on in the world. Now, I have no idea if that's true or not. That's just my imagining, my thought on it. Right? But my point is, is that even with her kind-heartedness, the ego mind, that which is with us, even in its such a sick state, will always try to figure it out. She doesn't even know she's doing it. She has no idea. She just asked me the question that moments before. None. And this is what the, we're, we're dealing with, this kind of power. This kind of conditioning, lifetime after lifetime after lifetime. So, I hold joy and suffering, suffering tenderly in each breath. Why tenderly we hold these? Because we haven't. We haven't for so long. In the conditioning, we have to allow ourselves to be tender in our hearts, in our minds.
Give yourself a break. Suffering is not bad. It is. Joy is not good. It is. In both of those is's, it's experience. We're experiencing these. We are not them. We're experiencing them. So however your story goes, good nor bad, step back and experience. Just let it be. It's okay. It's okay. Hopefully, with that practice and our practice, that we will be able to create the world. Uh, and hopefully, and this is just my thinking, that we can move it from insanity to more of grace, maybe. <laughs>